I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. When you came in, the air went out, and every shadow filled up with doubt. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I want to do bad things with you. Um, all right, that's the intro theme song to True Blood, but you all knew that already. Yeah, it was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that low note that you just can't <laughs> That's get really it. hard to hit. Yeah. Um, no, I just meant that you all know that because you all are familiar with True Blood, no doubt. I feel like I was the only person who didn't see the show back when it was on. I was a late comer to it. I was really, I was you know anti-vampire stuff for a bit. You know why I think you were a late comer to it? Why? Because it was too it hard to watch HBO shows at the time. That's a good point. That's very true. Yeah. If I had had exposure to it to know what it was because I had access to HBO Max, I probably would have been into it very early on. But right. I didn't know what it was. It just seemed like this weird vampire drama thing. And we already had so many vampire yeah. dramas out there that I just wasn't excited about finding out what this one was about. Yeah, I just didn't care. I mean, everybody talked about why it was worth seeing. And I thought I just, you know, I don't have access to HBO mm-hmm. uh, and I just don't care. So before we miss it, uh, let's give the description that HBO Max provides as is part of what we do in the HBO Max showdown. Yeah, absolutely. Which we're trying to help our listeners decide whether to keep or cancel HBO Max. True Blood described, according to HBO Max, as follows. HBO hit drama series about a perky, telepathic waitress, Anna Paquin, in a near future in which vampires live among us. Series description, and now the episode description for season one, episode one, Strange Love... Series premiere. Across the country, vampires have come out of the coffin after the invention of synthetic blood. Yeah, so what did you think of that description, both Uh, the series and the episode? Because we had talked about off-air that um, they really do kind of go hand-in-hand, that you really can't do one without another when when you're looking at just the pilot. uh, No, I think it was was well done. I mean, it's a little bit of... um, helps you understand... HBO hit drama, right? It's like, okay, I already understand a little bit about the show, which Mm -hmm. was a nice use of the show description. Uh, It was a hit drama about a perky telepathic waitress, about the girl uh, in a near future in which vampires live among us. Uh, Then to get specific on the next one, that it's across the country, so it gives you the idea of the southern feel of the show because it takes place in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but this out of the coffin thing, I think, is funny because they'd re- reference that in the show uh, since they came out of the coffin two years ago. Yeah, like uh, he came out of the closet sort of thing. Where yeah. Well, I remember the show themselves. at the time being huge in the gay community, I seem to recall. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember that came up a lot. Um, hmm. And now I, I see why, why it could have been a, um, what's the word, like a story that's about a different thing than what it's about. Mm, I know what you're talking allegory. about. Allegory. Allegory. Yep. allegorical. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to get there, but I knew the word that you were trying to grasp for as well. <laughs> but the out of the coffin thing, I just thought was funny. So I thought that the uh, what this HBO description did uh, that the other ones that we've reviewed haven't is convey some tone of the show. Yeah. Because out of the coffin, that's pretty funny. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, couch points. How many couch points would you award that description? One for each temperature of the exterior weather today. 99. 99 couch points. Oh, I hot like day. that. I'm feeling hot. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just going to concur because that's a pretty solid score. Right. It's a hot score. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know why I said so. We were talking about... Well, it's really a unique show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know what we were talking about. We were talking about not wanting to watch it at the time. It was a vampire yeah. thing. And while we're on this point of uh, scoring HBO Max, a mm-hmm. uh, little quick aside, which we were discussing off air also, yes. was HBO Now and HBO Go. Yes. And the evolution of the streaming war that brought us to today, where it's HBO Max, HBO Now and Go, where they had two apps running concurrently, where my recollection was that HBO now was for people who were paying for uh, the HBO, yeah, on the 
as a cable channel, that they also got this app that came with it. But the HBO Go, which seemed opposite to me of what it should have been, was the one that was available for you and I, like for the first time to really mm-hmm. be watching yeah, HBO. Yeah, anyone regularly. who doesn't have cable because we're not that big of adults, you know. Right. We, and it, we still can, can't afford that. <laughs> right. It was confusingly branded mm-hmm. and it was hard to find what you wanted. You couldn't remember which one it was. So I will say, it, I'll give some retrospective couch points to HBO Max that it's much improved as as you could watch how it's uh, gotten into the streaming um, times. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I can appreciate that HBO Max, I think, since we're spending all this much time on it, yeah, um, really has expanded its base. So They've cleaned up their is. brand a lot, too. Yeah. Like, it was very convoluted because I had HBO Go as somebody, you know, who didn't have the cable um, subscription for it. So, um, and I went to download the app and Amazon, sorry, Amazon, (laughs) the Fire Stick only had HBO now. It didn't have HBO Go. So I didn't have a way to watch it. You actually had to go onto a browser then and do it. And it was a limited collection of it. You couldn't access everything HBO. So it was like, I was very standoffish with HBO because it was just like, well, you know, I'm confused by the brand. I don't know where I can actually get the content. And I didn't pay for HBO Max for the longest time because I was like, Last time I tried to do that, I couldn't get the content I actually got HBO Max for. So like, or HBO Go for at the time. So HBO. Two two very different consumer demographics. Oh, yeah. One, an area in which not only does this group pay for cable, mm-hmm. these guys say, I have enough uh, disposable income to pay for the premium channels oh, yeah. also, right? Mm-hmm. And then our generation who's never paid for cable. Oh, yeah. That's crazy to me that you would pay for cable. Yeah. So they really stumbled into this. But I think now where we're sitting, here we are looking back at some HBO shows that were inaccessible for a long time. Yeah. So it's, it really, I think, I think they've done a good job promoting their brand and kind of reminding themselves to the world that, uh, hey, we were sort of doing this first. Absolutely. We were making the primo shows that you had to pay extra for first. So we should be all over this uh, streaming future uh and good for them because i I can't say that some of the other networks are having the same success i have to totally agree yeah and and even through the course of just doing this that it's like okay this was content that was exclusive to hbo max and most of it was actually create like you know created for or by it it's not just content that they've acquired you know through licensing like netflix was doing with a lot of their early good content and now we're just getting their originals so after several weeks of the HBO Max showdown, mm-hmm. sounds like right now, today, we're leaning toward keeping, keeping it. it. Yeah, Ooh, right. But we'll see at the end. Yeah, right. Well, and the problem is a lot of these I've already binged through. So mm. I'm interested to see Hacks because I'd really like to know if that, you know, is, is my next binge. Um you know, probably an update from last week after we did our Made for Love episode. I just I just finished the series. Um, you know, it was the one season, eight episodes, and they're only 30 minutes each. So, you know, you were right. It was very much like a long movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and, oh, my God, it was so bingeable. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> we finally finished up Lucifer last night. Yay! The suffering is I over. I sort of turned it on and said, I'm going to fall asleep. Can we wrap this up? Oh, uh, that's brilliant. Because i got some other things I want to check out. So... Let's talk about True Blood. Absolutely. Was this based on a comic book? Uh, not to my novel? knowledge, but it very well could have been. Okay. I only asked that because there were certain things in tone that reminded me of HBO's Watchmen, which was sensational. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, that one's definitely I worth checking it out. I haven't. Oh, you got to see it, man. It's great. Mm, I haven't cemented Westworld in there or his Dark Materials. Maybe we switch one of those. Well, out it for was it. a one, uh, like a one and done, I think. So I think it would make more sense to review. Okay, yeah, yeah, the that's whole fair. series, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the genre of this show. Yeah. I only asked about graphic novel because it had such a um, sense of knowing its own universe already. Yes, it really did. So, I, I struggled with how to define the genre, but I didn't struggle with accepting it when I was watching it. So, the words that I, you know, put together on a page here are a horror fantasy soap opera. Yeah. I mean, you got you even have the uh, sort of the fairy tale girl, you know, the the nice little blonde Southern Belle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Southern Belle is a perfect word for it. Yeah, yeah. and the bad boy, uh, misunderstood vampire, uh, and then based on where the show ends, you're getting the sense it's going to be 
and this is a little bit plot. Well, I'll taint it with that and we'll clear it up later. <laughs> yeah, taint it. That it's going to be each episode's picking up where it left off, which yeah. is why I'm coming up with soap opera. So it's horror fantasy primetime soap kind of thing. Yeah, like a drama. drama. Yeah. Um, I did quick look because it seemed like if it's based on something else, we should probably pay homage to that. Um, so it is actually based on the Southern Vampire Mysteries, which was a series of novels by Char. It's, it looks like Charlene Harris, but I would believe Charlene as well. Charlene. <laughs> oh well, there you go. That's <laughs> thank you. I I didn't know that's how you would say that. Yeah, she must she must be Southern uh, because she she really writes it in. Well, you know, this is conveyed in very much a Southern. Like I feel southern like it's genuine. Voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Whereas, uh, like, Sweet Home Alabama is, like, the romantic Southern. This oh, is, like, the dirty, gritty South. These are these type of people and mm-hmm. these type of people. Yeah. Yeah. These are the poor people live. And uh, that, what's her last name? Stackhouse. Uh, Stackhouse. That Stackhouse family, nothing but trash. Nothing but trash. Yeah. Uh, genre for you. Oh, yeah. Um. So, I wrote... A couple of things. So one thing that I noticed as far as a theme anyway, um, which I'm going to lean into more than like our typical genre, I guess, was that there were race, uh, like racist tones to it and um, kind of like a religious theme going on. Like especially in the theme, um, you see that it's like the Southern church where they're singing and they're baptizing people. And then you also see things that kind of make you like it's unnerving if you saw some of the imagery on it like the dead things the roadkill the you know i think yeah, there's a the, alligator with weird shit filling in its eyes like it's just this creepy death thing mm-hmm. um anyway i felt like that like i don't know how to describe that as a genre mature. but that's the genre well you know what i mean like I it's it's like a purity thing um right so i think it's it's for a certain sort of mature audience mm-hmm. um, and for an open-minded audience yeah. uh, that is going to understand the nuances of the story that they're trying to tell. Absolutely. Because it's, because it is highly allegorical mm-hmm. because it's good point. It's a, uh, it's not a, it's not a light watch. I yeah. mean, it's, I, I don't think it's not like it was too heavy for me. Mm-mm. It was fun. It was easy to watch, yeah. but it wasn't a light watch. Yeah. You know, there's murder. There's, mm-hmm. um, there's in the intro, the, uh, like the fox head or the dog head that's, that's deteriorating. What I was of. Yeah, yeah. It I was think unnerving. It was, yeah. That was time lapsed mm-hmm. so that you're watching it happen really fast from death to, uh, maggots eating it or whatever. Yeah. It is. The decomposition. Decomposition. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, they're giving you the imagery up front to set the tone, but some people that's going to run off immediately. This is too dark. It's too, yeah. It's too crude. It's too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think you're right. It, it, uh, conveys all that in there. Yeah. And yet I think the show's more fun than that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it is fun. It is. Yeah. But anyway, it's funny that, that I don't have a problem on genre here saying, oh yeah, that was passed. I feel mm-hmm. like it, it was successful. But you I, can't put words on it. Really. I think it, and I think that's a, to, a, to the show's compliment. Yeah. That it's, you know, coming out of history in episodic television to shows like this uh, that really started changing the TV landscape because I would put this in that era of shows that were changing you know the way we watch TV absolutely that it's not the FBI working with the devil to it's not tropey yes yeah. right that's a good like, point we, have we can't a, identify it by its trope yeah we have a story to tell it takes place in a certain kind of universe can you accept the suspension of disbelief that we're asking you to accept mm-hmm. um oh there's one that's it's reminding me of alien nation which is where it was a movie and they did a spin-off tv series uh where the aliens an alien ship crashes and they're humanoid and they have to kind of integrate and then the racism that always comes out of stories like this and and how they uh come to integrate in society yeah. so so I, there's a couple of things that it reminds me of something else and yet it's it's not a show that i've seen before the southern charm of it is really unique um but to put that in such a like you said not the romanticized south but the regular everyday south yeah it's gritty yeah. 
Like, I, I think that was the biggest part of the intro, the grittiness. The, even the sexy scenes, like the lady holding her boobs up and there was another where she's, you know, having sex with a guy. But it's like, you know, sleazy looking. It's got a grittiness to it. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's not that it's not sexy. It's just got a certain vibe to it. It's trashy sexy. It's trashy Nasty sexy. Nasty sexy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, I would give it a pass on that cool. um, yeah. because it... it because I liked it. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Um, all right, characters. Let's start talking about Suget. Suget. Finally, finally meet Suget. Because you have you heard him pronouncing it that way Suget. before you even actually watched the show? Like, did honest you have trailers? That? Okay, I wondered. Did you watch that in preparation for this, or you've just seen that I've honest seen trailer it. before? Okay, yeah, I've seen it before. That's too funny. I I <laughs> love that that reputation precedes the show because that always cracks me up. Anytime I think of it, I'm like Suget. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, and I didn't get it either in uh, True Blood's honest trailer until somebody mm-hmm. explained it to me when the when epic voice guy says, "Sue it," <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was—I don't know—I knew they were making fun of it, and I, yeah. under, I came to understand that that was the name, and I thought, "Man, what a weird, stupid name that is." <laughs> yeah. So I, she was very different than who I expected her to be, and I got to say, I liked her. I think she was a strong female lead. Uh, but you know what, Anna Paquin, I guess you'd expect to be a strong female lead. She's just never been the, like, blonde cheerleader type before. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And yet totally sold me on it. I know. You really lit up when you yeah. saw her just, you know, in this. Yeah. You, it was very, she was very girl next door, which you seem to be very allured I like by. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I'd never seen her that way. So not that I'd ever found her unattractive, but she's just not somebody that is usually ringing my bell. Yeah, and, off, uh, offhandedly, what have you seen her in before this? Do you know? X-Men, uh, X-Men oh, 2. Oh, that's right. I always forget uh, she's X-Men the one who 3. ruined Rogue for me. I mean, like, not ru- <laughs> she ruined the character of Rogue that she for didn't, that series. Yeah, that didn't do justice to the Rogue character. You Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In hindsight, I still like her, but, you know. You oh, know. that's because she's sick it. She turned her into Jubilee. It was gross. Oh. She made her into a weak X-Men character. <laughs> oh. You whiny teenager, you petulant thing. You. I don't think she did that. Mm, no, the writing. There Sorry, but she was the embodiment of it. I yeah. don't think she did it, but yeah, the story, <laughs> that telling of it. Fox, Fox, I hate you for a lot of reasons. <laughs> 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 you botched Firefly and X-Men. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> they canceled the Alien 5 that everybody really wanted to see and made... <laughs> Prometheus 2 instead, which I also enjoyed, but <laughs> differently. All right. Well, how dare they, but also thanks. They just can't get their act together anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So we, let me step back. We just talked about Suke. Yeah. And we'll, we need to say a lot more about her. Oh, yeah. But we come to the universe through Bill Maher, um, the political satirist. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Maher who is interviewing a vampire leader saying, yeah, mm-hmm. but doesn't your race, and he's really weirdly racist sounding in this. Mm-hmm. Right. And she says, no, ever since Japan developed the synthetic blood, we don't need to be in hiding anymore. And you guys don't need to fear us anymore because there's plenty of synthetic blood to go around. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a race of vampires that in the last two years stepped out of the coffin. They seem like they were all living in secret in the backwoods. And trying to not have their own culture maintained, but and then we we find out in the opening scene too that the redneck guy in the in the gas station uh, is a vampire, but the guy that was doing his lawyer's voice yeah. was not a vampire. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where we get right in the beginning. True blood, true mm-hmm. blood, or V juice is what the what the drunk kids say to the guy who's working at the gas station. Like, are you are you cracked out on V juice or are you a vampire? Yeah. So true blood is the synthetic blood that you could just pick up at a local gas station. Mm-hmm. Now all the vampires that seems that have sort of lived in hiding forever are starting to come back in a polite society yeah. and be open about it, uh, which is where you get the redneck guy right at the beginning who you would think he'd be the, he's going to be the one to say, you, you no, we don't want none of your kind around here, but he's actually a vampire. So they're yeah. the people among right? us that you'd least suspect. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. He seemed like he would... Mm, for in our actual modern day life, be kind of prejudiced against anyone different. Well, he's the stereotype in TV of a guy yeah, who'd exactly. be like that. So exactly. that's for Good sure point. where I thought they were going with it. Yes. And uh, and I love that they surprised us, knowing that you're expecting us them to be giving us the uh, the old redneck bigot. 
Yeah, it was trope. a nice subversion yeah, of it expectations. Was, it was great. And he says, you ever pretend to be one of us again, I'm going to kill you. And sing, extends his retractable fangs. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> that was great. You know, that absorbed me. Like, I had everything I needed to know, I felt like. About, you know, the conventions of the universe. Absolutely. And uh, people's viewpoints on yeah. on the state of things. Yeah. And the kids were saying, look, we're just drunk kids. We're just dumb drunk kids making jokes. And the guy, you know. Anyway, so it's a weird time for everybody. Because oh, yeah. humanity is forcing to contend with vampires are real. And uh, I guess we need to integrate them in our society. And how do we feel about that? Yeah, exactly. And there's going to be a lot of uh, things that are not true said about them. So it's a political show. It's a social commentary show. Yeah. And yet it's a fun fantasy Southern show. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so and I feel like I'm stressing genre, um, but I just want to get us into the universe. That's how we meet the universe. Then we meet Suki. Uh, we want to talk about her tele- telepathy. Yeah, telepathy. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, I have to say, I love how they conveyed it immediately. Like it felt immersive in the way that we experienced it and then it was like there was never a question of like oh what's going on here it's like oh she can hear voices and then you're immediately thinking okay like so what are the rules among you know of this do other people know like i don't know so you immediately kind of get exposed to how it is for her how it's overwhelming how it's inundating you know that most people do you know don't respond well to it so when she you know, answers the guy's thought, the kid's thoughts. He's very alarmed by it. And then the whole family's alarmed by it. And she's kind of just like, oh, well, let me go grab your stuff. Like, let me get out of here because I've made this weird. Because this is something that I am basically kind of cursed with. Yeah. In a sense. Every day that I'm struggling to deal with every day. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at first, is this, when she answered the kid, I was thinking, yeah. does she not know that, is this just hitting her? Yeah. And then we find that she knows all of her friends kind of know that there's mm-hmm. something up with her. But based on, you know, anecdotal evidence that she clearly reads minds, which every, people sort of accept and are and remain baffled by. Yeah, but they, you know, they don't need too much of an explanation. They just kind of accept it as, yep. There's something to it. All, yeah, yep. we've experienced it enough times to know she's reading my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I thought the, uh, you're right. The the way that it it sort of overwhelmed us with the amount of things that she would hear yeah. and all the petty judgments and the weird shit oh, that people God, are saying yeah. all the time. Constant criticisms of her and you know either objectifying her or being just completely judgmental, right. like that she's trash or that she's a vampire fucker. Or they call them fang bangers. Right. Mac and Denise, sort of our villains of the episode. Yeah, they're filthy. Uh, yeah, Mac Rat Tray. <laughs> Mac Rat Trey um, is objectifying her and his thoughts. In fairness, she's not supposed to hear his thoughts. In yeah. fairness, however, Mac Rat Trey is really a despicable person. He's vile. And I I noted as she walked away and Denise Mac Rat Trey's Rat Trey's uh, trash girlfriend wife wife yeah um, <laughs> says as uh, Suki walks away. Suki, that is. Yeah. Suki. 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 <laughs> Says, uh, I think she's retarded. Oh, yeah. And I thought, man, that's so weird that you'd never hear that today. Mm-hmm. You'd not hear that at all. And it used to be a punchline in a sh- TV show. In this one? Is that what... Yeah, know? it was used as a punchline here. And I understand who's giving yeah. the comment, but today they wouldn't even said that. Mm-hmm. I think she's retarded. You don't think that in... Oh, God, hang on. Let me think of the name of the show. I don't think in Hollywood. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so it's the Netflix show that you and I really like. I forget the name of it right now. Um, with Jason Bateman in it. Do you know what show I'm talking about? And you're of, grasping as well. Are you thinking of the Netflix show? Or yeah, the Netflix. Ma- oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Ozarks. Ozarks, thank you. Yes, it reminds me of Ozarks. I believe that they would have that line in the Ozarks. You do? Oh, absolutely. You don't think that girl would be like, oh, you're just a retard, whatever your name is. You're just a retard. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of the, the thing is, it's the low, you know, low education, kind of the. uh, Yeah, that's fair. And I feel like if I, if I heard it in Ozark, I might feel like I heard it differently. Mm -hmm. The way they used it here was pretty fast and loose. I Mm -hmm. guess all it was, it hit me. Yeah was I realized I hadn't heard that in a while. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely rare, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was in 2008, which I I guess it makes sense that it was that far back, but it it felt a little bit more modern in its production. Right. So high production value. Totally. Okay, so Mac and Denise, anything we want to say about them now, or we should probably talk about Bill first? Um, You know, just to say that they are... Mm. Oh gosh, junkies! Junkies. That's a that's the best word for them. They I was rem- trying to think of a, a non-judgmental word for it, but <laughs> they remind me of the two in early Breaking Bad that drops the ATM on the husband's head. Don't oh, yeah. call me skank. Don't call me skank. Skankity skank skank. Remember those two? Vaguely. The two. Okay, they're the ones where Jesse meets the kid in the house. The it's the son of these two crackheads, and the son lives in the crack house, basically raising himself. Um, and this couple, for anybody who remembers those two, it was like, to me, it was like the same people, just nasty, just junkies out there running, uh, uh, scams to, to get the next hit of V juice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they, they were kind of cooking up a scheme as soon as, well, I guess, yeah, you're right. We need to get into bill before we get into that. So bill comes in. Immediately, Sookie takes notice into okay. Merlot's, the place she works with Sam. And everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and Lafayette, and oh Tara. gosh, we get... Uh, Tara, yeah, Tara comes in during the episode. She didn't initially work there, and Tara is kind of a moody gal who... She's got anger issues, and doesn't hold a job well and <laughs> <laughs> or do a job well yeah she's always reading her book and just kind of screwing around <laughs> going off on customers exactly quite a temper anyway so yeah everyone does work there um anyway so he comes into the uh, bill comes into the restaurant and she immediately takes notice of him and is not afraid i guess everyone else's reaction is like oh what's this unknown element and she's very drawn to it her first vampire i haven't yeah. seen one since they stepped out of the coffin exactly yeah she's just very uh she has like a childlike sense of wonderment around it yeah um i was gonna add something but naive <laughs> no she established early on uh, when she's reading the kids' thoughts and response to them, mm-hmm. he's saying, I can't wait to get out of this podunk town. That's yeah. his thoughts. And she says, well, you better do it. Do it fast. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck here. I've been telling myself that for years. Yeah. So something new, something outside of their small town mm-hmm. uh, is very interesting and appealing to her. You know, it kind of reminds me of a Beauty and the Beast where she's kind of a girl in a small provincial town, but she's kind of too good for this and too big for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes and dates this monstrosity. Yeah, the beast. This beast, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. This is the <laughs> first time I've kind of seen that parallel. Cool. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I'll go along with that real easy. Well, thanks. You're uh, agreeable today. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so, Bill uh, comes in, orders some true blood. They don't have true blood. They bought it a year before and it all went bad. Um, so he just orders some red wine so we could hang out there. And this is just, you're feeling the, you're feeling the heat. Um, <laughs> between and, he and Suke. And between and Suke. Uh, <laughs> and then Mac and Denise are behind him. Uh, realize, overheard the conversation, realize that he is a vampire. They want to gouge him for his blood. But um, everybody who's overlooking this, Tara, I think mm-hmm. at this point, uh, is looking at it. <laughs> Hang on, where's the line? You know how many people are having sex with vampires nowadays? Which, in itself, isn't that funny of a line, but the way she said it in this land that we live in, in which... Oh, yeah. how You wouldn't hear that. That's a sentence you wouldn't actually hear. Mm-hmm. So I was amused by that idea. You have any idea how many people are having sex with vampires nowadays? And how people are sort of aware this is happening and yeah. have mixed feelings about it. Absolutely. So yeah. they think they're just trying to get bit by this vampire. Um, but they're actually concocting a scheme to drug him. Was mm-hmm. it drug him? Um, so, not necessarily drug him. Because what they did is they put the silver on him, which does tra- oh. fully trap him. So, um, you know, their weakness is silver. And so when they place it on him, it kind of, it's like a searing weight. And it seems like he can't. He can't move it off. It kind of looked like there was something on top of him, basically. He was pinned down by it. Um, It doesn't show him being jumped, so it's hard to imagine how that would have happened, being that we can see, you know, in the the snuff 
Is it snuff? No, it's the uh, the little porno we saw with the vampire. Like we we already see that there's yeah, that some sort of a, super speed yeah. of sorts. So we get like a tiny glimpse of their abilities. So I I you know we don't see them getting the jump on him. So I don't know if they drugged him or what. But we just see that they've got him restrained with the silver, and he's already you know a couple pints out before, <laughs> by the time we see him. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's. So it's kind of like he got roofied just for our purposes yeah, here, where he's very point. susceptible su- to suggestion and to getting yeah. him where they need him. I, m- I missed the, uh, I, I caught the silver later when mm-hmm. Suki comes to the rescue because she overhears their thoughts, yeah. what they're planning to do, and goes and rescues him. And he's inappropriate with her. He's pretty coarse toward her. And she says, you will talk to me like the lady that I am. Oh, I loved that. I did too. Yeah, I noticed. I saw you going to write it down. And I was like, ah, perfect. Um, so she's pretty ballsy, though. Yeah. Just runs into danger and rescues him from getting exguinated. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Say that again. Exguinated. Mm, exguinated. It's where you die by draining all your blood, all your true blood. Oh, okay. Exguinated. I'll look it up. Mm. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's one if I saw it. Death by bleed out. Hemorrhaging? Oh, ex exsanguination. Ex exsanguination. 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 I think you're separating X and saying a lot. Exsang. Well, Rather it's exsang, though. Exsang. Then why do you need the S? Because otherwise it's exan. I don't know. Exsanguation. Exan. Exanguin Nation. Exan, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a nation that I would ever want a vacation in. <laughs> yeah. Severe loss of blood. Interesting. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a rabbit hole you've gotten us down. Thank you. I'm just like, ah. Oh. So that's going to happen. She rescues him. What yeah. happens next? Um, Who else do we got to talk about? Yeah, let me look at my card here. Um, We next get... Oh, Vampire Bill is the last person I had on my... No, I switched lists. Hang on. Then she starts dreaming about Bill. Oh, yeah, it was... Mm -hmm. It was not a sexy sex dream, but she has a sex dream. I think she's a virgin. It was awkward like you would normally have. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because she's a nice Southern Belle, and she says... he's. What does he say? Want to try some V-juice? It's been known to heighten humans' experience and... And it increased their sexual pleasure. And she says, well, I don't have a sex lab to speak of or something like and that. And plenty healthy or something and like I'm that. And I'm plenty healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did I bring that up? Oh, yeah. So then <laughs> in her dream, he shows up and he yeah. like bounces around. And he creeps up on her. He's like 50 shades of gray from the movies. You bring that one up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's some creepy guy miscast in a show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, she turns. He starts taking her shirt off. And she said... I didn't think we'd have sex, especially not this quickly, but okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is totally like the awkward way your dreams do kind of go, where it's just like, oh, this would never fly. But yeah, this is just cruising. <laughs> totally. And then he says, we're not going to have sex. Fangs deploy. And I want to suck your blood. And she wakes up from that, like, miffed because she knows she's got it bad. I yeah. Feel like. Not because absolutely. it was such an unpleasant, stupid, creepy, weird dream, but she's into it. I mean, she's really into this guy. She's like, well, that's different. <laughs> we get grands. Grands is sort of your traditional Aunt B sort of yes. aunt. Grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wants to meet Bill to talk about the Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that feels like interesting things to come that I'm looking forward to seeing about. Yeah, I like that she just seems so accepting of him and she just wants Suki to be happy. Like, yeah. she initially was like, oh, you got a date? And then she's like, no, I met my first vampire. And then, you know, she's like, oh, so you like you'll him? date him? Yeah, do you like, you like him, don't you? Mm. <laughs> How's he look? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's Grands. Jason? Uh, I was going to just say, transition to Jason and Maudette. Mm-hmm. Which I thought... Man, I really thought that was well done. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, Maudette and Jason. Mm-hmm. Well, Maudette seemed a little older than Jason. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Seemed so like kind of the was, cougar thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's a she's a nasty gal. Yeah. Uh, and he, oh yeah, she's recording shit. Right, and he goes for anything anyway. So he's there hooking up with Maudette like he does now and then. It seems like yeah, he's a total playboy. Yeah, uh, and everybody knows that about him in general. And Maudette mm-hmm. seems sort of like a hopeless case though. 
yeah. uh, to me. That's what I'm getting out of it. Because he says something to her about being a hooker, like a like a vampire paid her once to, to uh, have sex with her. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I've never paid for prostitution. Never have. Never will. Never mind. Goddamn life. Never, never, Absolutely. never. And she says, "You want, and he's getting ready to go. Like, he's turned off now that he's found out that she's been with a vampire before. Uh, and she says, I took a video you want to watch. And he's intrigued by this. Like, he's turned on by it and repelled by it. Yeah. But he's drawn to it. He wants to see it. Watches the, uh, she says he was just too rough. Like, like uh, and I like it rough. That's where they start. He starts getting excited. You like it rough. You like it how rough. Right, so they're yeah. He's seeing opportunity for his own sex life, so right. less bothered by the vampire thing, while still being bothered by the vampire thing. So she compels yeah. him back in with, "Do you want to watch the video?" Uh, and he does because he can't help himself, and uh, is I it seems to me turned on and disgusted by her, mm-hmm. and feels inferior because he couldn't possibly fuck that fast. Yeah. Um. So he's got a confluence of feelings, and then she oh, says, yeah. and they're having sex in the video on the, her strap thing that gets hooked to the the beam in the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, in the same spot that they're sitting. So he looks up, and he sees the, the strap hanging mm-hmm. from the beam. And they proceed to have sex, and he's dirty talking her, but he's really putting her down with, yeah, yeah you filthy whore, you disgusted, you, you disgust me, fucking vampires, you fucking fangbanger. Yeah. Uh, and... On one hand, she's nasty, he's nasty, so you're kind of buying it at first. And then you're realizing, oh, he's getting worked up. And frankly, he's not moving as fast as the digital vampire, so I think he's probably feeling a little bit inadequate. I would think so, yeah. This is, I'm not able to give this as rough to you as the vampire was. Yeah. Um, So so with all those feelings surging, uh, it seems that he's really getting worked up over his hatred toward her. He seems to be grown to hate her in this time. And then, yeah, resentment of some sort, at least. Yeah, and then it builds to him getting his hands around her throat where we think, I mean, I, it, they don't show up, but he clearly kills her right there. And they don't mm. give us that yet for a while. Oh, did you just spoiler something? I mean, didn't he look surprised when he said? I don't know. I'm just saying it's, I wouldn't say anything's for sure. Oh, That's really? All. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's all interesting. I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, yeah. they led us to believe that yeah, he clearly they set murders it, her. They set it up to believe. So he clearly that. murders her, but there's more story to deal with there. Yeah. Um, so but, nothing's black and white. No, interesting. Um, so anyway, w- what we have there by the end of the pilot, what I'm to believe and what I'm understanding. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're a frame to believe that <clears throat> is that after what we framed there, he gets worked up into murdering her. Uh, and then feels all sorts of shame. Oh my God, the video's really him fang banging too, isn't he? Oh, you're wondering if she's a vampire. And I was thinking that at first. Yeah. Um. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We'll see. So all I know is what I've actually seen here. Yeah. Uh, and, absolutely. And I was very compelled by it. Yeah. Because they gave it to you in such a way that you saw him get worked up about it, to the mm-hmm. end that by the time he murders her. It almost, not that you're saying, yeah, I get it, it's, it's acceptable, yeah. but it almost made sense. You understood the you motivation understood behind it. You understood the motivation. You understood how that got away from him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I totally agree. And he's beating himself up pretty good uh, after that. And uh, when we go home and, and we're hanging out with him and Grands uh, and Suki, uh, and he, uh, she starts to read his mind and he's, sent, and he's so guilty. He did something that he feels so guilty about. Sounds like you fucked a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and then finds out that my debt was murdered. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Not that. Uh, then finds out he was on video when the cops come to his work uh, and take him away. Yeah. That's what we got on Jason for now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I had on him was that he seems pretty gullible. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but several times he's like, oh, yeah, you know, states something is plain fact. And he's like, well, that's what I read in my magazine anyway. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, okay. So, like, you kind of believe whatever you read. Oh, is that what that was? I thought he'd been to some vampire whorehouse. Oh, no. Yeah, he just kept <laughs> referencing, yeah, that he had, you know, read it in some magazine, you know. Oh, got it. Yeah, like he was reading it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what he was talking about. I'd have yeah. to look back and find out how ridiculous the thing was that he was saying. Yeah. It's a fantasy. Like, it's, it could have been anything. Well, They're saying this like, is it. And I thought, okay, guess People who it. take V-juice was one of them, and then people who have sex with vampires. Like, he had some anecdote on either of them, and he's like, that's just what I read. Like, 
because you know he is curious about vampires but he is clearly disgusted by them like he does not oh he's ignorant he's fearful and distrustful of it gotcha so he's one of those ignorant kids mm-hmm. who sort of you know I, I see where they're going with that yeah um all right, interesting. I thought he was at a vampire whorehouse and was admitting, yep, yeah, I do I do some shit that you guys don't know about. <laughs> interesting. Hmm. I misunderstood that. No, that's probably another way you could have taken it, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm amused, thinking I was probably wrong. What's the uh, bartender's name who's in love with Suge? Sam. Sam. Sam Merlot. He is the owner of the bar. And, yeah, he's kind of overly concerned like i will say as a female it's the kind of guy you don't want attracted to you because he's over the top concerned and you're just like dude please take a chill pill like take a step back you don't need to be that involved i, I appreciate your co- yeah i need i appreciate your concern but like allow me my own agency would you right uh yeah sorry i'm sorry to hear he hasn't grown out of that yeah right that's, no kidding yeah that'd be embarrassing Especially it's kind of a sad teenager thing too right. it is Especially the swaggering guy slinging booze at Merlots. It had just had expected more. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's really all I had on him. Just kind of he inserts himself into her life. I mean, when he was expressing concern, Sookie was even like, so am I fired? Because, like, really, he's just her boss. It's not like he's her boyfriend or her best friend. Like, they have a relationship, but not necessarily, like, a close one. Yeah. Like, what, what business does he have, you know, in invading her personal life like that, impeding on it? So would you know how much I care? Exactly. And she can hear those thoughts. So she's already, like, very avoidant right. of him because like, that's overwhelming. Yeah. I know, dude. I know. I get it. You're in love with me. I get the it. The desperation, dude. Yeah. It is stinky. Stinky. <laughs> uh, so I would say the characters that were really are really important for us to look at right now are all those ones. I mean, Tara's going to be there. Sam's going to be there. I get that. They feel subordinate to Suki, obviously. Yeah. Bill, uh, and I'm really interested in what's going to happen next with Jason regarding Maudette. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I think that that definitely gets through all of our characters. I mean, there were a couple of them that you definitely get more, and you certainly get more as you go in through the season, but they introduce your core set pretty quickly and I think very effectively. And it ends with uh, Denise and Mac after getting run off by Sugit the last time in the first battle Mm -hmm. uh, where they come back for revenge and really beat the shit out of her. Like, that was the kick to the face that she spoke spits blood it was like Ooh, that was bad that's a killing blow right there right. <laughs> rough fighting for keeps um so i anyway i i'm would give that an easy pass i'm interested in everybody i'm cool. i'm interested i enjoy how what a traditional character type suki is mm-hmm. but and yet uh she's there's obviously going to be much more to her than that oh yeah but she's a very promising and compelling protagonist I, I have to say that I really think that she finds this fine balance between being a total sweetheart and being a strong woman. Like, that you don't have to be, like, fuck men, fuck everyone I love to be that a strong woman, right? That you can be both. You can be a sweetheart and a genuine person, but you can also sit, stand your ground and say, you know, you will treat me like the lady that I am. I like that. Yeah, and I thought that same thing, too, was wasn't it nice to see a, a strong female lead um, who who demands respect by simply demanding it. Well, and and in a respectful way, too. Yeah. Like, in a way that is becoming of somebody who mm-hmm. d- deserves respect. Well, it's like, I'm not going to stoop from any level which I expect to see myself at. Mm-hmm. I will not reduce myself. You will, you will raise yourself to my level. Absolutely, yeah. And treat me point. the way that I want to be treated. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. And that was probably the moment, too, where I was like, oh, damn. Like, what an interesting character mm-hmm. where she's a traditional good Christian girl, um, but a strong female lead. Absolutely. Yep. Cool. So pass for both of us on that one. Hard pass. And plot. What is the um, you know overarching plot that you think we can expect for the series to come? I feel like I should not be answering first because I have seen the series in its entirety a couple of times. Um, but I'd be interested to know what your take is. Yeah, this is, I see where we're going. I think, I mean, I think I get what to expect my, if I were to describe it, uh, I have that this is a long form story 
about the characters inhabiting the universe we were just introduced to. Yeah. So they give us a really interesting concept. Um, they give us an interesting universe, an interesting playground with which to play in. And this is where I'm back to the soap opera idea where we're just going to be in these people's lives week after week, seeing what progresses. It's a drama. It's got funny things in it, but it's yeah. not, uh, um, it's not, it's more drama than comedy. I mean, there's some big ideas that we're going to be exploring here, too. Absolutely. Uh, I thought Bill had an interesting line in which they're getting, he comes back and they're getting all hot, hot and heavy again, just smoldering. She said, oh, they're staring at me. He says, do you realize everybody in this bar is staring at us? Oh, yeah. they're staring at me because they'll think my brother murdered somebody. Yeah. He said, they're staring at us because I'm a vampire. Yeah, she and goes, you're immortal. Yeah, yeah, and you're immortal. She goes, well, who cares what they think? And he said, I would like to make this town my home, so I care. And I thought, wow, I've never heard who cares what they think answered so well. Yeah, absolutely. With, with like, yeah, I guess it's a winning answer, huh? Something I pragmatic. Yeah, I have some concerns how these people view me because this is my home and I'm already an outsider in it. Exactly, yeah. It's compelling. You felt for him. Yeah. I was like, well, shut up. That it's not helpful. Who cares what they think? Super fucking unhelpful. Yeah, but still in a, you know, a polite way. Well, like, you know, I, I do care. So, like, you know, let's not give him anything too much let's, to talk about, maybe. <laughs> let's be presentable in the eyes of these people. Well, he, he's actually got an issue to deal with. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't so much. Um, he's got a real issue to deal with, which is yeah. going to run me out of here telling me telling telling people that I, I used uh, vampire mind tricks on you. Yeah. Like, I'm highly exposed here, and this mm -hmm. is potentially, I'm at risk of my life, which you could appreciate because you just saved my life when yeah. I almost got exsanguinated last week. Exsanguination. Exsanguinated. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Send your audio clips of the correct way to pronounce that to pilotspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> now, no. We'll, we'll even play it, your voice, on our show. <laughs> oh, good thinking. I like that. Uh, so that, the, the plot, what, what I'm expecting yeah. of the arc of the story mm -hmm. is for this story to continue being told. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Which is really saying something that I'm going to pass this because mm -hmm. I don't have a specific idea of where we're going. Yeah. She gets jumped at the very end. So these, we were just introduced to the characters in the universe is how they occupy it. What's going to happen next. And I, I will say it's says something about a show that if you can, if they set it up that well mm -hmm. in the pilot that you're saying, yeah, okay, well, that's enough for me. I'd like to know what happens next. Yeah. Did she get murdered? Uh, is he, is Bill going to come save her? Is she going to become gonna get vampire? Busted? Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to be the heavy throughout the entire season or the entire show? I don't know, but I'd like to know more. Absolutely. Cool. Well, and I think that kind of lands us on our hook. Which... Well, did you answer it? Because you said you didn't oh, want to get yeah, too specific. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so I do feel like having seen it all, that they really lay out exactly what you expect to see. Um, I mean, granted, there is more to this universe. You only get a glimpse of the full picture. But, like, you get an idea of where we're going. That, you know, vampires are new to people. You know, there are some rumors about, you know, what what they are and what they do and, you know there's the myth around them and what they actually are. And there's a lot of disparity between those because we just haven't known. They've only been out two years and you know, who knows if these rumors are true. Like, you know, it sounds like it's not even common knowledge that silver is, you know, a weapon to be, to be used against them. They said, you know, they, they don't like their weaknesses being known by uh, humans. Right. Um, so, you know, who knows how much is still a secret about them. So I, I really liked that aspect and felt like they conveyed that well and kind of opened it up for exploration. Well, there's two things. Mm -hmm. One thing that gives the scope of the level we might be getting the story at, which yeah. is a national scope. Absolutely. Because the representative, whoever that was, was on Bill Maher's show. Mm -hmm. So obviously she's a character that we're going to be seeing again, either in person or on the news. Yeah, and the policy the poli mm -hmm. of what's going on at government level is going to matter. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be bigger in that regard. And grandma wants to know his history with the Civil War. Yeah. And how uh, old he is. We don't know. In fact, mm -hmm. we don't know which side he fought on. My guess is we're going to find out that he fought on the other side and it's going to be heartbreaking to grandma. Makes it <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, the so there's the historic aspect of it also. Mm -hmm. He says to her, may I call on you? And she says, yeah. huh? 
Like, what does that mean? Yeah, and he says, like, come over to your house and see you and spend time with you. It's like, oh, may I court you? May I call on you? Uh, yeah. So he's speaking old-timey exactly. talk. Exactly. He's she, dated. She says about courted. Oh, he's mm-hmm. dated, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, he says carbon dated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is that I call back to? Buffy. Buffy. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Another vampire show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, I see how this is going to get bigger, and yeah. uh, and me, and that's. But I thought they did a great job. The sliver that we mm-hmm. saw was a sliver you might want to see. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, worked for me. So the hook for me, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, is that we have a strong protagonist, absolutely, and an interesting setup uh, in a one of a kind kind of alternate universe. Absolutely. You know, I would say for me, the hook is the premise, you know, the the concept that vampires are out in the open because I felt like you're right. That is a very unique perspective. It's a story that hadn't, as far as I knew, been told. Um, so, you know, it's not the we live in private, we hunt on people and we're trying to right. evade the government. It's how do we integrate with people um, and public opinion really matters. So it's it's very cool. Um, I'm very, you know, was very excited about it. Binge through it very quickly. Um, and, you know. As you could see, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end of this episode. They do that very well each time in such a way that you have a hard time not saying, "Uh, just one more, Uh, just one more. (laughs) It's a slippery slope. Well, let's just see how this part resolves. Oh, it was so excited when Taylor and I finished. Like, So I had binged it with Carter, um, and I think probably once just on my own. Um, And so I went to watch it with Taylor to introduce him to it. And I was so excited for us to get to the end of that binge because I was like, oh, God, I'll get some sleep again. It'll be so great. I'll get like a solid seven hours of sleep. We won't be up until like two in the, the morning. Day. Yeah, absolutely. It's I was just like, huh. Oh. Yeah, it was It was cool. I would like to watch, I think, uh, what's the one we just did? Made for Love mm-hmm. next. And it sounds like it's pretty short. How many episodes is that? Eight. That sounds pretty short. And then mm-hmm. it wouldn't be surprising to me. I got to find some time for myself to watch Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a long one. Oh, yeah. Because ordinarily now, if I'm watching TV, I want to watch it with Elise, and she's not watching that. <laughs> yeah. And then I could see myself wanting to do True Blood after today. So That's cool. Well, so and I that's think a big that's statement. one that she'd be into. Like, I agree. that's a yeah. pretty approachable one for She's women. Southern girl. Oh, yeah. I think she'll like it. Yeah. Cool. Well, oh. and she likes vampires and demons and stuff. Have the Lucifer thing. Well, you know, have her watch the pilot. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, I think I'm going to try to get her to do that here in the next few minutes. Cool. You want to tell everyone all the places that they can find us? I do. Uh, you could go to Facebook or Instagram at Pilots Podcast. You can go to Twitter, which I don't know why you would, at Pilots the Pod. <laughs> you can go to pilotspodcast.com, which is a great place to go because that's where you're going to find our whole library there. Uh, and you can leave us messages at pilotspodcast.com. Uh, that's www.pilotspodcast.com. And you can send us an email. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of us is going to be to send us an email. Pilots, the podcast at gmail.com. That's pilotspodcast at gmail.com. What a pro. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots, the podcast.com. <laughs> 